I'll just pray. Now, Father, we meet together this night in the name of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. We meet together to open up your word, to read therein of your truth. We do ask that as we open your word this night, that you would open our hearts to receive it. We pray that you would bless it in our lives, that we might walk in dependence upon thee, that we might indeed be guided by your truth. For we know that in your word we have your wisdom. We have all that we need to know for life and doctrine. And in your word we read wonderful things of our blessed Saviour. Now we ask that we might know his presence in our midst this night. Even as he has promised. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The book of Acts, please. And we're in chapter 1. And we'll just read from verse 22 to the end of verse 26, the end of the chapter. The book of Acts, chapter 1, beginning to read at verse 22. Beginning from the baptism of John, unto that same day that he was taken up from us, must one be ordained to be a witness with us of his resurrection. And they appointed two. Joseph, called Barsabas, who was surnamed Justice, and Matthias. And they prayed and said, Thou, Lord, which knowest the heart of all men, show whither of these two thou hast chosen, that he may take part of this ministry and apostleship, from which Judas by transgression found, that he might go to his own place. And they gave forth their lots, and the lot fell upon Matthias, and he was numbered with the eleven apostles. And we come to this passage tonight, we see at the start there, of verse 23, the words, and they appointed. This was their response to what Peter had been teaching and telling them must be done in the light of the scriptures. The gathered brethren there heeded the word that was taught and they acted upon it. 
And that, of course, should always be the case when God's word is taught and applied to a situation, when it is applied to your heart, God's word is truth and must be obeyed. The Lord Jesus said that obedience to his word is like building a house upon a rock. And that is the standard that we are called to follow. And they appointed, they heeded what was said and they obeyed. And they appointed two. Remember there was 120 or so gathered in this upper room. But there was only two that they appointed. After looking throughout everybody, there were only two who met the requirements of having been with the Lord throughout his ministry from the baptism of John, as we saw in verse 22, on the, on that same day he was taken up from us. There was only the two that met the criteria of intimate fellowship with the Lord throughout his whole earthly ministry. And these two, they appointed, they set apart, they chose. Joseph called Barsabas. Joseph called the son of Sabbath, who was surnamed Justice. We don't know very much about this man. We know the name of his father. That doesn't tell us a lot. And we know that he was surnamed Justice. That would suggest a, a name that had been applied to him by those who knew him, perhaps reflecting upon his character, justice, meaning justice, suggesting that he was a man known for a fine sense of justice, of righteousness, being able to judge things wisely. But we don't really know much more about him. And Matthias we just know this one word about him. Except that both of them were known for having been with the Lord Jesus throughout his ministry. Having been faithfully with the Lord Jesus throughout his ministry. <coughs> Contrast to Jesus. They hadn't betrayed the Lord. They had being faithfully there. They may have been two who were part of the, the 70 who were sent out to witness. We don't know. It seemed quite possible that they were. It would be a supposition though to say with any certainty. But it would seem likely that they had been. But these two were set apart by the group of gathered disciples. 
24. And they prayed. You know, this ten day period, the period between the end of the forty days when the Lord Jesus ascended and when the day of Pentecost is fully come, this ten day period was spent in prayer, was spent in unity, and they applied the scriptures. But this word prayer, they had a decision to make, and they prayed about it. And they prayed. You know, whenever the Lord's people, whether individually or collectively, have decisions to make, it's always vital to bring it before the Lord in prayer. We must apply scriptural principles and teaching, and then we must pray about it. That we would have the Lord's wisdom in all these matters. And here, they have a specific prayer. And they prayed, and said, Thou Lord, and this word Lord is, is interesting. In the Greek it's the word kurios. This word in the Septuagint, the Greek translation of the Old Testament, this word kurios is used to translate the word Jehovah. That holy name of God. But you know this this word we read in Acts chapter 2 in the 36th verse Acts chapter 2 verse 36 and here we have Peter preaching and he says therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made the same Jesus whom ye have crucified both Lord and Christ and that word Lord there is the word Kyrios we have the same word used in Acts chapter 7 and the 59th verse. Acts chapter 7 verse 59. And this is Stephen. And they stoned Stephen calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Again, the word Lord there is the word Julius. And both Peter and Stephen use that word in reference to the Lord Jesus. So, it's fair to say that when they were praying here in the 24th verse of Acts chapter 1, and they prayed and said, Thou Lord, that they were actually praying unto the Lord Jesus. And this would be the first recorded such prayer unto the Lord Jesus. It also the use of the same word that the Septuagint applied to the name Jehovah it shows that 
the deity of the Lord Jesus is brought out. He is Jehovah. You shall be my witnesses, saith Jehovah. You shall be witnesses unto me, said the Lord Jesus. Both are true, because Jesus is very God. And they prayed and said, Thou, Lord, which knowest the hearts of all men, This here is characteristic of God, which knoweth the hearts of all men. Cardionostis, heart knowledge. You see this in First Samuel chapter 16. Remember, Samuel reviewed the sons of Jesse and he was very impressed with some of those sons he had taken several of them as his choice 1st Samuel chapter 16 and the 7th verse but the Lord said unto Samuel look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature because I have refused him for the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance. But the Lord looketh on the heart. And isn't that so true? We are very impressed with what people are like. What they appear to be. Their strength. Their sense of humour. Whatever. But we can be very much taken up with people's outward appearance. The Lord looketh upon the heart, and, and we can't see what's in a person's heart. This is what the Lord does. What our God does, He looketh on the heart. And we see this too in John chapter 2. The Lord Jesus here. The 23rd verse. And when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover, in the feast day, many believed in his name when they saw the miracles which he did. But Jesus did not commit himself unto them because he knew all men. And needed not that any should testify of man for he knew what was in man. You see, the Lord Jesus was very God. He too knew the heart of man. We can only look on the outward appearance. We can call witnesses to explain how a person's been living, what they've been doing, what they've been saying. We can only judge by their outward appearance. But God, but the Lord Jesus, Look upon the heart. And here they come in prayer. They know that they can only see on the outward appearance. 
they know that they need the Lord to make the choice because the Lord knows the hearts of all You know, there's nothing hid. No one is hid from that all-seeing knowledge of God. To show whether of these two thou hast chosen. You know, there is nothing in the disciples that we have seen and know about that would have made them first choice to head up the work. The Lord Jesus went out and selected a group of fishermen, reviled tax collector and so forth, taught them three years plus and then left the in charge, as it were, of the work. And what prepared and fitted these people for the work was their closeness with Christ. 